0: What up? Here we go again. Another episode of the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Happy to be rocking with you again on a Sunday after another wonderful week of Big Ten action. This week, weren't feeling super confident coming into this week as far as our betting goes. Uh, We were uh, a little shaky, I guess, talking about it on on Thursday uh, with some of the injury news that we said that we needed to keep an eye on. And, of course... It happened. Uh, hopefully you guys uh, you know, were able to, to make some bets, make some money, but this week did not go as well as what we have hoped uh, and what we have done over the last few weeks. Week 8 was wild in the Big Ten, and I cannot wait to jump into that. Uh, we have a, a, a great show planned for you. We're going to be bringing back the tears, also talk about where, where we were right and where we were wrong uh, as far as the betting goes, and then just a sneak, just a smidge look into our Thursday episode we have some phenomenal games and uh, some of the lines have already came out so we can actually uh, tell you guys uh, you know right now what it what it is and we'll, we'll talk about uh, the wine movement on on Thursday but uh, let's start off this week didn't do super hot uh, Iowa looks about as uh, archaic as uh, the Stonehenge as as far as their offense goes uh, I, I honestly cannot think about a more boring Team to watch right now than the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, it is it is truly a travesty for the people of Iowa to have to watch that. Uh, I tuned in. I did watch a little bit of the Ohio State Iowa game, and uh, I actually found that the Rutgers Indiana game was a lot more entertaining, uh, despite uh, Indiana. You know, becoming the, I believe they're the, uh, have the most amount of losses by an FBS school. That was their, their, uh, you know, they broke the record. So I feel bad for Indiana in program history. They are the ones that have lost the most games, I believe is what the stat was. But I, I much rather watch that Rutgers game than Indiana. And Rutgers actually st- uh, stopped that streak, right? We've been talking about, it. I believe it was 22 straight uh, home Big Ten games that they had lost this was the first game that they had won and now they're only two games away from a bowl game Greg Ciano getting them going uh, playing well and and honestly uh they can easily beat Michigan state. I don't know if it would be much of an upset with the way that Michigan state's been playing. Uh, but you look going forward, they do pull Minnesota and the questions still remain, uh, is Tanner Morgan healthy because if Tanner Morgan is not healthy and they're going to have to go to the backup, I mean, he, he did not look good against Penn state. However, Penn state is, is a better team than Minnesota, but he did not look good. Uh, and it was an ugly, ugly game, but we'll get into that a little bit later, but Rutgers feeling pretty good right now. Four and three, uh, you know, having beat Boston College by one point and then pulling the, the game out against Indiana uh, sets them up really nicely. And, and maybe they lose the rest. Maybe they go 4-8 and eight total. Uh, but right now they're 4-3. and three. I don't think that will be the case and they're fighting for their lives to get into a bowl game, which would be a big step forward for Shiano uh, you know, at Rutgers and, and kind of getting them back to relevance uh, in the Big Ten. But, but really, no, Iowa, like I said, Iowa, that game was, was boring. Uh, their defense, they're just on the field way too much. They have a really good defense. If the offense was serviceable, this would be a good team. I wouldn't say it's a great team, but if the offense could could move the ball, you know, one iota, one smidge, and get a first down here and there every once in a while. Uh, you know, get their defense off the off the field. Then, then uh, I, I, I truly think that this would be a lot better of a team. They're one for thirteen on third down, one for four on fourth down. I mean, just an ugly, ugly game. And and honestly. I know that Kirk Ferentz has been there, been there a while, and you know he's one of the longest tenured coaches in in the Big Ten, uh, in the nation, even for that, and which is crazy that in today's day and age, you know you've been at a place twenty plus years, uh, and and he's done a lot of good. But if uh, I know a lot of people are, are mad about uh, him, you know, letting his son run the offense, Brian Ferentz, if. They're not willing to move off of that. You can't go another season like this. And I think that's when the administration would really have to look long and hard. Because honestly, what's happening at Iowa is also what's happening at Wisconsin. And you guys will become irrelevant very quickly when you have offenses and defenses like Michigan, like Ohio State, even Penn State. Uh, And you look at Illinois, who's kind of on the up and up with a very smart Offensive coordinator, very smart, uh, you know, head coach, Brett Bielema. And you could fall into irrelevance really quickly in this league. You can ask Indiana a couple years ago. They were hype. You know, Michael Penix Jr. I mean, it was they were they were the talk of the town. And now they're you know they're three and four right now, and and nobody really remembers that unless you're an Indiana fan. So you can fall out of out of relevance really quick. Nothing is guaranteed uh, in college football, especially nowadays with the, with the transfer portal and all of those crazy uh, rules and stuff like that. So uh, I always got to figure it out. And and honestly, they've got to get three wins. Uh, and I'm looking down the rest of their schedule, and I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be close games every single game, kind of going out. Uh, but you know, Northwestern, Purdue, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Nebraska. I don't know if I can see three wins uh, in there, and that would be truly a travesty if you can't even get back to can't even go to a bowl game. Uh, but three and four not looking good for the Hawkeyes. Another point I wanted to touch on was Wisconsin Wisconsin did beat Purdue I should have you know I th- I thought about it Purdue just does not play good against Wisconsin uh, but I thought like hey this is their year and Purdue basically let the let the the Badgers uh, just beat them up. Uh, the Badgers looked way better than what they have uh, the fir- the last couple of games, and Purdue basically let the the it slip the the first place slip through their fingers. Now, can they still get back to it? Of course, they can still beat uh, they can still beat Illinois, and they'd have the inside track. Uh, but right now, that was an ugly ugly loss. And Illinois, sitting there, they're they're just hoping uh, something crazy happens. They've already beat Wisconsin. They've already beat Iowa, and so they're like, "Hey, I've got to be, I've got to take care of of uh, what I need to take care of at Nebraska." Uh, we've got Michigan State, uh, which is on the other side of the conference. We've got you know Michigan on the other side of the conference. If I can beat Purdue, Nebraska, and Northwestern, we're going to be going uh, in the Big Ten West. We'll be we will be representing there. I don't think they'll lose those games, but that uh, the twelfth of November. Definitely is looking a little bit more ominous for Purdue, especially when Illinois gets them at home. I think that place is going to be rocking, uh, and they're going to be able to to get their 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 berth into the Big Ten uh, championship game. Excited to see uh, Illinois right now. Also has a 17 ranking. Uh, really fun to, to to watch going forward. But those were kind of my thoughts on Saturday. Uh, Penn State blew out Minnesota. We said watch uh, watch the the injury report. But we said that we'd be taking the Penn State side no matter what, just because of how bad they were beaten down against Michigan. And then uh, the Maryland Northwestern. Northwestern kept it interesting. Uh, you know, uh, Tungvaluwa didn't play. I think he only went in for a play, if I remember correctly. Uh, he was in there. Yeah, he, he, he had one attempt at passing, uh, no rushing. And so definitely, uh, definitely an interesting team now uh, with <clears> – <throat> And the backup quarterback Billy Edwards Jr. Uh, definitely not going to be giving them you know 13 and a half points. I thought that uh, Tatum I was going to play, ended up not happening. It was I was our bat on that on that betting side. But uh, Maryland was able to, to 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 escape with the win, and it puts them to six and two. They're now bowl eligible. They're feeling good about themselves. So uh, let's jump into where we were right, where we were wrong, and then we'll finish off with Tyler's tears. Uh, we kind of group those. Uh, group each team where we kind of see them, and then uh, a sneak preview into week nine. So uh, here we go. Uh, the, we always do a betting podcast on Thursday, and we always like to let you guys know how we did. Gives a little bit of checks and balances, right? Uh, this last week was was bad. Uh, we were we did not uh, do as good as what we have done in the past. We were one and four on the spread. Three and two on just outright picks. We give two picks. We say, hey, you know, we like Penn State to win, Penn State to cover, right? Minus five. Uh, But then sometimes we'll be like, hey, we want, uh, you know, we said that we didn't think Ohio State would cover those points, but we knew that they would win. So uh, we were right that Ohio State would win. We were right Maryland would win, and we are right on the money line or the – the spread for Penn State and picking the outright Penn State pick. Where we were wrong, we were wrong Iowa plus 29. I thought Iowa's defense would hold them uh, at least under four touchdowns uh, as far as the gap goes. Uh, Ohio State was just rocking and rolling. Uh, We were wrong on Rutgers minus three. We had actually taken Indiana plus three and uh, to Indiana to squeak out a win at the very end. By one point, we were wrong there. We were wrong with Northwestern, plus 13 and a half. I thought uh, they would at least get another touchdown, have a two-touchdown lead. Definitely doesn't help when you're start you know, star quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks out. Uh, and then we said that Purdue would win, so Wisconsin minus two and a half, and then uh, their they're pick to win the game, we are wrong. So one and four, which brings our uh, the, the spread total for the season to 35 and 26. So we're still sitting about 57, 58 uh, percent. We're hoping to sit right about that 60 percent. That would be a phenomenal season for us, hoping to, to make you guys some money. And then just our outright picks, winners and losers. We're we're so far on the season. We're fifty-one and twelve. We were three and two last week. So not too bad. We're feeling pretty good about about knowing uh, which teams to pick uh, with only losing twelve with how many games there's been. Feeling good, pretty good about that. So uh, let's get into the tiers and then our sneak preview. So I like to do tiers. I think tiers are better than, uh, uh, truly, I think tiers are better than, than just rankings. It shows, uh, you know, a snapshot in time of where they're at. And I think there's a lot of similarities between the two. So we're going to start at the very bad. I'll call it the dumpster tier. I put Northwestern, Indiana, and Iowa. Now, a lot of people are, might be upset that I put in Indiana, but with a loss against Rutgers, I, I don't think you're you're going to be able to get to a bowl game. So you're going to be kind of bottom of the barrel of the Big Ten again, and I don't see you getting up. Same thing with Iowa. Again, I don't know if I see three wins in the next, you know, uh, X amount of games, uh, What's six games or five games. I don't know if they can do that. Their offense is horrendous. Uh I'm sorry, i got to put them at the very bad... The next tier, I didn't really know what to name it. I said nothing to lose tier or the dangerously bad tier. These are teams that I don't think are really that good, uh, but they're dangerous. They're dangerously bad, right? Uh, you know, a Michigan state, uh, they can beat you. They can get an upset. Ask Wisconsin about that. Uh, Rutgers, we put in this tier. Wisconsin, obviously upsetting uh, Purdue and their, and their hopes to potentially get into that big 10 title game. And Nebraska, Nebraska's playing. Nobody's talking about them right now, but Nebraska is playing very well. Uh, uh, and we'll see, we'll see what happens going, going forward. I mean, right now they're sitting, uh, they're sitting right. I think they're third right now in the Big Ten West, technically. They're three and four. They've got Illinois, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Uh, I don't think they beat Michigan, so there's a loss there, um, which moves them to five losses. But if Tanner Morgan is continues to stay out, Wisconsin, if they play like they did uh, this last week, I, I think they beat Nebraska. But Iowa, I think Nebraska could easily beat Iowa uh, and Illinois. So like Nebraska could, could rip off a couple of upsets against some of these teams. And they beat Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa. Iowa. there you go six and six you're, you're you know you're happy if you lose to Illinois and lose to Michigan but Nebraska, dangerously uh, dangerously bad in, in that they have nothing to lose they're playing they can play like it and they just kind of play downhill and and have a good time uh, the next the next one uh, there's a clip of a guy yelling you know sometimes maybe be good sometimes maybe crap and that's honestly what this tier is sometimes good sometimes bad uh, Purdue Penn State and Minnesota, uh, Purdue at times have, has looked like a top 10 team. Uh, and then there's times where they completely fall apart. The last drive of the game uh, against Penn State, uh, the last drive of the game against Syracuse, uh, and and this last game against Wisconsin, they've been in every single game. But they sometimes just fold, and I don't understand why. Penn State, I know they're 6-1. But they looked really bad that second half against Michigan. And maybe Michigan is just really that good. Uh, We'll see. We'll get a little bit better of an indication of what Penn State is this next week. And then Minnesota. Uh, if Tanner Morgan's in, it's a completely different team. Now I understand they had a really soft, uh, you know, early schedule. You know, playing Colorado, Western Illinois, New Mexico State. They didn't. They weren't tested like, uh, like they should have been. Playing, you know, a, a, a team that would be into the 30, 45 range if you were to rank them uh, down that low. They didn't. Uh, and so sometimes they can be really good, and then sometimes you pull a Minnesota, Penn State, and they just get blown out. The next tier I have is called pleasant surprises, uh, Illinois. We were right on it. We had told everybody about it. I said, I wouldn't be surprised if the team gets to a bowl game. I had them predicted at six and six with a couple of upsets at the beginning of the year. So, you know, that's a pleasant surprise that, that they are where they're at. Uh, I'm hoping we were huge Illini fans right now this year, hoping to push them, uh, cheer them on to get into their first ever big 10, uh, birth, the championship game birth. Um, Next game we have is the Maryland game, or the next uh, surprise we have is Maryland. Maryland played well; they're six and two. Uh, definitely uh, can't wait to see what the the rest of their season holds. I think uh, you know going forward. If Billy Edwards is, is the quarterback, I'd be a little bit more weary. But, you know, they're sitting they're sitting pretty good. Uh, they, they have um, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, Rutgers. Uh, hopefully, you know, you're feeling that you can upset one of the big dogs. So you're hoping, hey, I can get, uh, you know, Wisconsin coming off of this bye, you know, get Tungvaluwa uh, back. Um, so it's a seven and two, and then Penn State on the road. That's going to be tough. Or home against Ohio State. Hopefully, you can get one of those two. Beat Rutgers to finish off the year. You go nine and three. You're feeling, you know, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Um, eight and four would be a little bit, but a little bit more of like, ah, oh, darn. But it was more than what I thought. I actually had them at seven and five this year. So uh, unless they lose out, uh, which I don't think they will, they'll they'll do uh, about what a little bit better than what I thought they'd be. And then finally, we have the top tier, which we call. The college playoff tier. Ohio State and Michigan, like we kind of discussed on the the podcast on Thursday, is that Ohio State and Michigan, I, I could honestly see both of these teams getting into the playoff. Um, uh, Michigan and Ohio State fans, you better hope that, that Alabama loses again. Uh, you better hope that uh, Tennessee can beat Georgia. I really would love to see Ohio State and Michigan as in the top four, I really think these are two of the best four teams. Uh, I know that Tennessee is kind of the the pick right now. And, and Tennessee is a good good program. I'm not going to take anything away. Uh, we'll see if they can beat Georgia and uh they can beat Georgia. That would be phenomenal. But I think, you know, the, the winner of that game gets in unless we have a crazy SEC championship. And then, uh, you know, you're looking around. Clemson is not good. Clemson's not even in the same plane as these two teams, uh, Ohio State and Michigan. It's going to come down to the game. Uh, I think both offenses are electric. I think both defenses are good. I would say Michigan has a slightly better defense, in my opinion. Uh, I think there's a, a few more holes on that end. But I think Ohio State's offense is a little bit better. So I really think these are two of them. Most balanced teams. And then you're looking around. Okay, uh, is a Pac-12 team going to show up? Are we going to get in like a crazy TCU scenario? Uh, really interested to see how the college football you know, kind of rolls out. I know they're trying to expand it. And uh, it's a travesty that, that we wouldn't have uh, in Ohio State and Michigan if, if we had, you know, they wouldn't allow two Big Ten teams in because I think these two teams are are the top teams in the nation. Uh, Ohio State one, Michigan one, doesn't matter. You can interchange them. They really are good football teams. So, and that is kind of our tiers. We've been doing this every other week. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, we, this has been uh, Know, pretty fun to do. I know that uh, a couple fans have sent it out uh, so I'm saying I'm sorry, but this is just, I gotta call it how I call it. Uh, I, I'm tired of of uh, Iowa's almost on the on the point of just being marked off into irrelevance, irrelevance like Northwestern was, and I've talked more about Nebraska than what I thought I would because they've, they're they they're a little bit more interesting. This Iowa team is not interesting. It is boring, and uh, I hope they turn it around because this is, this is not good. This is not what you want to be happening. But uh, as always, we're going to be having our Thursday uh, podcast. Excited to, to talk about some of these games. We've got Penn State, Ohio State, which should be an absolute ripper of a game. Uh, excited to see if Penn State can, can make some noise against Ohio State. Uh, we have Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan State has had Michigan's number of late and uh, really excited to watch that game. It's the nightcap. Nebraska and Illinois. Illinois is kind of braving a, a new uh, frontier. Can they keep it up? Can they, uh, you know, not squander the opportunity like Purdue did? Uh, that would be, you know, uh, truly sad if it happened. I don't think it will, but Illinois playing great. We have Iowa and Northwestern. Uh, quite honestly, a snooze fest, in my opinion. The Minnesota Rutgers is is Tanner Morgan playing because uh, he really is the leader of the offense. Uh, I thought Minnesota's defense was better than that, but Penn State was able to put up 45 points. So obviously, you know, nothing too crazy uh happening uh on their on the defensive side but Rutgers hoping if they can get to to five wins here uh they would be uh 5 and 3 and they're just hoping hey I can get one more win and get into a bowl game uh we've had a couple more uh, questions and, and, and comments submitted through our Twitter page be sure to follow us at Big Ten pod uh, and and send us questions we, we did it last week and uh, that really went over well so I would love to answer a couple questions on the Thursday podcast as we're kind of looking forward unless something truly crazy happens'll uh, we'll be we can answer some of those questions I've already uh, kind of started preparing a podcast as to my favorite coaching hires I did uh, fire out a tweet uh, be sure to go look at it, like I said, at Big Ten Pod on Twitter, but I was talking about Jeff Trailer. I think he would be an awesome addition. If I was Nebraska or Wisconsin, I would be giving that guy a call. Uh, he is the head coach at uh, the University of Texas San Antonio I would definitely be giving him a call you see uh, under his tutelage that the offensive coordinator for uh, Illinois right now what he's been able to do at that program I've been giving him a call we've been kind of uh, compiling a list uh, a lot of people when they're when they're you know thinking about uh, head coaching candidates are like oh you know, whoever the what everyone else is talking about Matt Campbell Lance Leopold but uh, definitely I, I fired that one out so I'll be sure to, to follow it on there I have uh, sometimes I have some thoughts and uh, that's our best way to interact with you also follow all of our, our other shows at the woos family uh network they have some awesome podcasts uh be sure to follow those as well again that's woos media uh thank you guys so much for listening we're hoping next week this next betting podcast we kind of get back to it and we're able to pull out uh, some wins uh get back on the winning side of things this is only the second week so out of eight weeks we only had uh This is the only week that we've, I believe we were even one week, and this is our first week where we were losing, had a losing record against the spread. So we'll get back to it, and uh, we'll be able to continue to kick butt. But uh, have a wonderful week, and we'll see you guys on Thursday.